1: Terms and conditions apply.
2: You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on V the Sports Betting Network.
3: Friday edition of primetime action Matt Brown, Wes Reynolds, Kelly Bidlin coming at you. No basketball to speak of tonight, but we will talk to Andy McNeil. No NBA. Yes, no NBA. <laughs> Yes, you're yeah, right. Ivy don't like man. those kids play basketball. What the hell's going on? It's kind of basketball. <laughs> we'll talk to you about Cornell's that going It's basketball on. adjacent, you know. It's basketball adjacent. Uh, Andy McNeil is going to join us, though. Our hockey expert. We'll see what's going on over on the ice. Jordan Sherwood will join us. We'll talk a little bit of MMA, some UFC stuff. Not only for this weekend, but we'll see if he wants to answer a couple of questions about further down the road as well. We'll have Jeff Hammond on. We'll talk some NASCAR. We talked a little bit last night. We'll talk some more because. Because that is coming up here on Sunday. We have a little bit more information as well on that after the couple of races yesterday. So we will be able to figure out. There were some new odds, actually. The odds did update after, uh, after we looked at them yesterday. So they're a little yeah. bit different than what we had on the screen as we got going. Guys, I have no idea why, but I was when I jokingly said, hey, by the way, the Team LeBron was six and a half point favorites over uh, Team Durant. This line has moved. They're they're only 5.5 now, so people people are betting hard on the All-Star game days in advance (laughs) here. Uh, The total was 319.5. It's up to 321.5, so people getting after the All-Star game two days in advance. Yeah,
2: max limit bets, I'm guessing. I'm guessing that did not take much money (laughs) to go ahead and move that because that'll be like what the Pro Bowl was a few weeks ago where it's like, Oh, it's on. Yeah, might as well bet. On it. <laughs> right, I've got, I've got nothing to better to do on Sunday.
3: I mean, so. seriously, though, who's betting
4: this two days in advance, Kelly?
3: I mean, like, like, what are they? I, how I did know. this move a whole point in the In the
4: total, move two points. See, right where you're saying though, a whole point, a whole point is very different when you're talking about a total of three twenty one and a half, right? Like, I bet the bookmakers are like, whatever, as long as it's not moving like ten points, I don't really <laughs> care. Uh, we do have four
3: games over on the ice tonight we have one that is facing off right now we have the Nashville Predators in the Carolina Hurricanes right now at DraftKings it is minus 155 in favor of the home Hurricanes plus 135 if you want the Predators on the road as underdogs. If you want to shop around, you can find as low. Actually, DraftKings the lowest you're going to find on the Hurricanes. You can find the Predators at plus 148 out there if you do want to take the dog in this one. West, what are we looking at here in the Predators and the yeah, Hurricanes? Yeah,
2: Carolina won their last five at home. Uh, two very good teams. Carolina Hurricanes, one of the best in the National Hockey League, 32-11-4 in that stacked uh, area of Southern teams down there in the NHL, Carolina, Florida, who we'll get to in a minute, Tampa Bay. So, as you mentioned, minus 155 on the Carolina Hurricanes at home. There are some five-and-a-halves juice to the over in the market, but by and large, it's going to be six juice to the under.
3: Florida Panthers and the Minnesota Wild. This one's going down at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. The Panthers at DraftKings are minus 135 favorites on the road. The Wild plus 110 home underdogs. That's actually the best that you're going to get on the Wild plus 110 as home underdogs. There is a minus 125 if you want to back the Florida Panthers as the road favorite. In this one, what are we looking at here?
2: Yeah, Panthers number one right now in the Atlantic Division in the Eastern Conference. They have 71 points, second best in the league in terms of overall points behind Colorado. Mm -hmm. Two big scores here, Huberdeau for Florida and Kaprizov for Minnesota.
3: At 8.30 Eastern, 5.30 Pacific, the Dallas Stars and the Chicago Blackhawks. The Stars are minus 160 road favorites over the Blackhawks. If you want the home underdog, plus 140 at DraftKings right now. You can find a plus 148 out there, but the minus 160 on the favorites, the best that you're going to get right now at DraftKings. West, we got a, a, another road uh, favorite here in this one in the Stars.
2: Yeah, Dallas uh, trying to get into the playoffs here. They are currently fifth in the Central Division, just uh, six points. That's three games, basically two points per win in the National Hockey League behind the Nationalville Predators. Chicago, long out of the playoffs, but uh, Marc-Andre Fleury, Has been playing very solid lately for Chicago. Has been keeping them in games. Just hadn't been getting a lot of offensive support.
3: Then at 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific, down the road from us here, we have the Los Angeles Kings and the Vegas Golden Knights. The Golden Knights are about minus 160, 165 favorites at home in this one. The Kings. Uh, about plus one forty-ish on the on them. It looks like here behind us is a better price than you can get rest of country. But um, we are looking at about one forty pretty much everywhere else west. We got the the knights as you mentioned been. Uh, been really beat up, but they did mm-hmm. get um, they they did get some reinforcements, and it looks like you know at least in the next couple of weeks they should have one of the better lineups in the NHL. Yeah,
2: and Robin Leonard still listed as questionable, so check mm-hmm. on that status. If he doesn't go, it'll be Laurent Brossoit. Of course, uh, Jack Eichel did make his debut the other night. It was a loss to the Colorado Avalanche, but Knights and the LA Kings right there in the Pacific Division. Knights second, three points behind the Calgary Flames. Kings in, in that four spot, kind of deadlocked with Anaheim. So getting kind of close where, you know, these games are really getting crucial here because you're going to get closer to playoff time. I know we'll talk about that with Andy McNeil.
3: We do have some college basketball that has tipped off um, already. And then some to come a little bit later. If you're looking at the, uh, if you're looking at the slate here, not a, not a real big one here on a Friday, there are some of these, these smaller teams. There is a Maryland Nebraska game at nine Eastern six Pacific in which the Maryland Terrapins are two, two and a half point road favorites over the Cornhuskers with a total of one, 46 and a half in that one. And then at 9.30, 6.30, there is the Missouri Tigers and the Mississippi State Bulldogs to tip off. The Bulldogs are 11, 11 and a half point home favorites over the Tigers, about a 134, 134 and a half total there. Wes, what are you looking at in college basketball?
2: Tonight? Yeah, one that just went final, by the way, uh, St. John's over Butler. 91-57. to 57. St. John's seven and a half point favorites. Easy cover. 141 and a half. Butler a little bit short-handed, so St. John's gets uh, the Butler Bulldogs in a big way. I did play three small tonight. One that tipped off uh, just a moment ago in the MAC. That is Kent State minus 125. Toledo and Ohio have really been the best two teams in the MAC all season, but all of a sudden, Kent State, the Golden Flash is starting to get it going. Uh, they actually were nine and nine, but now they have a seven-game winning streak. They just went to Toledo, who's the conference leader, and really smacked them around on Tuesday night, seventy-two to fifty-nine. They're getting the Ohio Bobcats. I took small money line minus one twenty-five with Kent State. So essentially, that closed one and a half two, depending on your store. And then a couple games that are going to get tipped off at nine Eastern. Wright State against Oakland. I took Wright State plus four and a half. Scott and Aggie's kind of had Greg Campy's number uh, uh, since he's been at Wright State. Eight and two against Oakland over the last uh, five years. And Wright State coming off two losses, lost at home to Northern Kentucky on Sunday. Them and Oakland right now are two of the chasers in the Horizon League for Cleveland State, who is uh, playing their inaction tonight against Milwaukee. So all like the power rating people, like when you look at like the Ken Palm or the Bartorvik, they usually give you like a projected score. And I think betters off and make the mistake, Matt, is like, oh, man, Ken Palm's got it seven in Vegas, or whoever offshore has a line of only four, so I got to go with the power ratings. Not necessarily true. I usually tend to be on more of the side of the odds makers, and think that their numbers are a little bit more correct in terms of making these lines than maybe some of the power rating guys, so I did go with Wright State plus four and a half. You mentioned that Maryland-Nebraska. Nebraska finally got off the schneid a couple weeks ago, finally got that first Big Ten win. They're taking two, two and a half home. I took two and a half. Marilyn, I feel like they're almost playing out the string. They have now lost five in a row. They actually lost on Sunday to Purdue, you know, who's in line for a one seed in the NCAA tournament. They lost sixty-two to sixty-one. Really should have beaten Purdue. Kind of got an unfortunate whistle down the stretch. So I wonder if there's a little hangover effect for the Terps who were playing with an interim coach. Of course, Mark Turgeon left uh, in the winter, uh, late November. So Danny Manning, the former Kansas Jayhawk and NBA star, took over as head coach. He is serving in an interim role. I do not expect he's going to be brought back full-time. So I wonder about Maryland's mental state right now.
3: Wes, we do have uh, tomorrow, we have several uh, top 25 matchups, actually. Mm -hmm. I am starting bright and early out here on the West Coast anyway. Nine in the morning, we've got Illinois and Michigan State. Then at 9.30 uh, Pacific, we also have Texas Tech and Texas. Then at 10 a.m., we've got Alabama and Kentucky. And then a little bit later in the afternoon, at at 1 Pacific, we have Tennessee and And Arkansas, Do any of these games kind of pop off the page to
2: you? Well, there were a couple late games with ranked teams, too. Mm. Uh, Kansas, uh, by the way, they're laying four and a half now at West Virginia. Actually, the opener, I believe, is five and a half. And I do like the Mountaineers in that spot tomorrow. And these lines now, as we often see on Friday night, they're starting to get populated. Mm. Uh, A couple offshores, maybe one Vegas store puts them out, and then they gradually put them out on the overnight. So uh, go ahead and get involved with those if you want. But uh, we do have the rematch of Texas Tech. In Texas, we know Mm -hmm. there's some bad blood there. Chris Beard, the former Texas head coach or Texas Tech head coach, now at Texas, he they are currently laying, I believe, three and a half in the rematch over Texas Tech. Would lean the Longhorns. I hope that line comes down though before I jump in.
3: Yeah, right now it looks like you can find Illinois as a one or one point, one point favorite or one point underdog Mm -hmm. in that game with Michigan State. Uh, Three and a half to four in favor of Texas in that Texas Texas and a half uh, Texas Texas Tech game. The Kentucky Alabama game, Kentucky about a six and a half point favorite. In that one, so as you mentioned, the lines are starting to come out across. Certainly, these rest of country books. Um, you know, if you are if you're not here in Vegas, if you are in rest of country, uh, mm-hmm.
2: most of the most of them out there do have these lines up. Yeah, already. you mentioned that Illinois, Michigan State, both coming off tough losses on the road. Illinois lost at Rutgers, and then of course uh, Michigan State lost at Penn State. Both got upset on the road. So Michigan State, that narrative is always like, oh, don't bet against Tom Izzo in March. But over the last five years, under fifty percent cover rate for Tom Izzo in February and March. So uh, sometimes, you know, like a narrative, mat gets like baked into the mm-hmm. cake, but it's really not true. So hasn't really been true for Izzo and Michigan State over the last several seasons.
3: You know, tomorrow at noon Pacific, we also have uh, Tar- Tarleton State and Chicago State. I was just wondering what your thoughts were <laughs> in, in, in that one. Get, you know uh, get, I mean?
2: uh, get Greg Peterson on here. He is the, the Chicago State the,
3: the Kelly, the Tarleton State. Texans. Someone told you in your ear. No, 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 no.
2: I heard it two days ago. Is it
4: ago. the Texans? It is. It is.
2: <laughs> that is the most shocking thing well, that's ever happened on well, this program. Well, they're so new to Division One that I don't have their nickname. Come
4: on, Maddie not at all. The Tarleton State Texans. Come on. What is Chicago State? Something about the. I don't know. Oh, we got to go
5: to break. What weird timing. <laughs> Prime time action on Friday. We're coming back.
2: You are looking live at Primetime Action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSN, the Sports Betting Network.
3: Primetime action here on VSN, Matt Brown, Wes Reynolds, Kelly Bidlin. Kelly Bidlin with the top five moment in PTA. Just we just had a top five moment in PTA ever. I hope you were here for it in segment one, where I was jokingly asking him what the Tarleton State mascot was, to which he instantly fired off that it was the Texans. He is correct. He did not know who they were, the Chicago State mascot that they're playing, but he did know the Tarleton State Texans. I would have bet an ample amount of money. I would have lost an incredible amount of money on that.
4: Somehow it got brought up downstairs like two days ago, and I heard some, I overheard it, so I'm not really going to take much credit for I'll
2: it. Always be listening.
4: Always be listening. There you go. I also don't know if I could spell Tarleton correctly. Yeah,
2: <laughs> uh, yeah.
3: There is, uh, you know, I could have gone Sacred Heart. I could have gone Merrimack. I wouldn't own any of those. Nope. And instead, I picked the one that you knew. You picked the one I managed to overhear that's, that's, the that's, other day. That's just unbelievable. <laughs> All right, so Major League Baseball announced the postponement of spring training games until at least March the 5th. We were talking a little bit about this yesterday where me in particular, but I think, I think everyone here was a little shocked to find out that, one, they weren't meeting every day right. as it was right. anyway, and that these meetings, when they do meet – are only lasting 15, 20 minutes and whatever. Uh, That was fairly shocking to me. I thought whenever you're dealing with a, you know, multi-billion dollar sport and stuff, like maybe, you know, you'd meet every day. They
2: took the uh, Dr. Beeper approach in (laughs) Caddyshack. Just stick a tube in her. I'll be back in four (laughs) or five hours. See you in four or five days, fellas. But, yeah, because I saw on the Twitter machine yesterday, it's like, they met for 15 minutes and then and then they were done. It's like 15 minutes uh, for you know America's pastime, so to speak. That's all that it merits. So who knows when this is going to start? Obviously, the later it goes, that's going to affect. They obviously the books are going to have to adjust for season win totals yeah. and and all of that stuff. Because now they just got done with football. They're into basketball and they get March Madness. But this is the time where a lot of bookmakers and a lot of betters as well put their numbers Mm -hmm. together. They're like, okay, what was added, what was subtracted for these teams in the offseason? You don't really now have spring training games. to get a good look at these guys. Pitchers and catchers not exactly have reported yet. So who knows when this is going to start. I I hope it doesn't delay too much.
3: Yeah, and if you weren't listening to us yesterday, depending on how delayed this all gets, I mean, we were talking about you go in and and, and the odds are out there, right? I mean, we were saying – Personally, we would not bet anything right now um, because we don't know exactly when this is going to start up, how many games are going to be, et cetera, et cetera. Because so you look at a team with these odds like they are right now, Wes. It's it's Dodgers seven to one to win it all, Yankees nine to one, Astros nine to one, Mets are ten to one, Blue Jays eleven to one, White Sox eleven to one. So you like look at all these kind of shorter shots here, and what we were saying is is every single game that gets ticked off of this schedule, mm-hmm. the these deeper and better teams, their edge gets gets lessened. Right. And so if this goes from 162 to 140, and if it goes from 140 to 120, and the next thing you know, like, you know, we're playing 100 games. And, and in, it opens
2: a- it up for a lot more yeah. teams that you would consider, like, Uh, periphery contenders, if you will. So that's what we saw a couple of years ago, of course, with the uh, COVID-19 reduced schedule where they did 60 games basically in a little more than 60 days. So hopefully we don't get to that.
3: Yeah. So you start to look at that. That's why we were saying like, Hey guys, don't go bet these short shots right now because one, the the lines on these teams aren't going to move really from where they are anyway, as it is. So, I mean, you don't really have anything to worry about, but what you don't want is a ticket in your account on one of these on one of these teams and then you find out that this is a, a hundred game season mm-hmm. or an eighty game season or something like that that because they can't get this this labor negotiation figured out. And, again, that the, the edge of the Dodgers now then at that point is not worth a 7-1 to one ticket on them anymore. The Yankees at 9-1 to one anymore because one thing we know about baseball, Wes, is like a team can run hot, right? right. I mean, like a team can run hot or More often, one of these teams can yeah. like be dealing with some sort of injury situation right. as well where in a 162 you can overcome that, that right? The guy finds its Yes, level. the guy yeah. comes back and whatever, whatever everything's fine. Or, but, like, you know, a team can either run hot or a Dodgers or a Yankees or an Astros can, can have some sort of cast, catastrophic injury situation situation to which you can't really make up if it, in an 80 game season yeah. or 100 game season so I would just very very much very 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 much stay away from any of these short shots here and I know it's it's Like I said, football's over. You want to start betting these other things. Mm -hmm. You want to start looking at these other things. And I'm not going to say it's unhandicappable right now. I think you can look into these teams. You can at least start to try and figure out what these teams are all about and, and which teams you're interested in. But I don't think I'd put in a bet right
2: now. No, no. Forget it exists until they decide they want to come to the table and hammer out a deal.
3: Vlad Guerrero Jr., your home run leader, Kelly
4: you got way more posted on here than I would have guessed. They have every single one of the leader markets posted. Yeah. And then MVP, Cy Young, Rookie of the Year, Bobby Witt Jr., the short shot there.
3: I had a – Wes, I had a ticket on – Adalberto Mondesi as uh, the stolen base leader um, <laughs> last last season, and he didn't play his first game until a hundred games into the season. So oh. it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was that one was dead dead on arrival. There, he's plus two fifty, Kelly. Guys, two and a half to one to lead the league in stolen. That bases. is insane. Yeah. So he fast, but uh, he's got to play in order to get that done. College football committee comes out and says that they are going to remain at four teams through 2025, I mean, Wes, I have always been a proponent of keeping it at four, and I know I'm in the minority here, mm-hmm. and, and mainly because, yes, I get it from a betting standpoint that the more games, the better for us, right. as, as better as we right. but, but, I mean, listen, every single year, there's really only two or three teams that legitimately mm-hmm. uh, can, can win the national championship. And so you extend it to eight and all it's going to be is the one eight game is going to be a, a 24 point
2: spread or whatever, or something like that. And I mean, we don't need it. Well, I'm good with eight, but here's the thing. Everybody's always going to complain about something. It's like, yeah. okay, if you go to eight, then the number nine team got screwed yeah. here. You know, there's always going to be that whether you go four, eight or 16, mm-hmm. I'm good. If they stay four. I wouldn't mind eight. I think if you're getting too big because I'm old school in the fact that I like the bowl system. I think the bowls matter for certain communities. I think bowl games and going to bowl games even though there's like 55 Mm. million of them right now are still an accomplishment for a program, particularly a guy that went to a school that hadn't gone to a lot of bowl games in his lifetime. That being me going to Indiana. So, (laughs) you know, bowl games are big accomplishments. So I kind of like the bowl system a little bit and keeping this playoff tied in. I don't want it to just be like the NCAA tournament where you get like all these teams and they're at random neutral sites, you yeah. know, I, if they did an 18 playoff, I wouldn't mind doing home games, rewarding the top four teams.
3: And, 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 and that I think if they would be willing to do that, which apparently they probably won't, they are, they aren't, but yeah. I mean, I, they, they should be. And then it's then like I the can, Alabamas and the yes.
2: Georgias and the Ohio States, you know, as much as we hate the power programs, yeah. if you're not one of them, they deserve to have Ex- home games. Exactly. Exactly. And,
3: and the, you know for sure they're going to sell out. They're going to bring, like you're talking about, right. I mean, like what they mean to these different communities, stuff like that. And a lot of these kids, you know, Tuscaloosa is a little small college town, you know, mm-hmm. but and be able to get that extra game in there for sure. My, I had always said, like, hey, look, if you wanted to do six and then you gave the one and twos buys, right? I could at least get down with that. I don't want to see, I just didn't want to see eight where it's like a 1 8 matchup where it's just, it's basically a scrimmage, right? Right. Then at that
2: point, it's a 24 point. Because I want to pull for the, you know, the power, the, you know, the non power fives, but it's like if they're going to go to Alabama, like you say, there's <laughs> going to be three touchdowns, some underdogs. It's like, okay, here you go. You want to be in the playoff. You got to go to Tuscaloosa. But one team that might not be heading to the college football playoff anytime soon is Arizona state. Yes. It looks Quarterback like Quarterback Jaden Daniels in the transfer portal. Yes. Uh, Arizona state, by the way, is a mess. They've had a couple coaches had to resign because of recruiting violations. Uh, Herm Edwards, uh, you know, to the Arizona State director, hello, as Herm Edwards once famously say, like, why does he still have a job? Shouldn't you have moved on? Well, Jaden Daniels has moved on, and apparently there was a video on Instagram, the quarterback for the Sun Devils. They were not very happy with their teammate going in the transfer portal so late when he posted that video in December. Hey, I'm coming back to run it back with the Sun Devils. I'm not abandoning ship here. And they were cleaning out his locker and uh, had some uh, expletives and some uh, unkind things to say about their former quarterback. Quarterback. We'll see what Jaden Daniels ends up, who, oh, by the way, had he not come back, Arizona State might have been in the market for one Spencer Rattler out of Oklahoma, who now ends up at South Carolina. So in terms of the early intel on Daniels, they're saying maybe UCLA, maybe Cal, Washington, if he wants to stay out West, he's from San Bernardino, California. So I mm-hmm. got to think he's going to stay somewhere out there.
3: How many more days of the Winter Olympics do we have?
2: Do, you, do we know? I believe tonight and tomorrow, and I think I think the closing ceremony is Sunday morning. Yeah, they so, usually go
4: two weeks, so it should wrap up this weekend. So full on sweat for wait, the U.S. has eight golds.
3: So full oh, on man. sweat here. And for I be- him. I be- to be- and dodge two half? more goals over the next two
2: days. Yeah. And I right. believe there is an event tonight, the uh, men's half-pipe freestyle skiing, where the Americans uh, have four of the top seven spots in qualifying of the uh, final 12 participants. Oh. So that's a real sweat for Mr. Denson.
3: Oh, boy. He said that he said that us failing, Kelly, was his biggest Olympic bet, remember? <laughs> or yep. the under nine and a half.
4: I'm trying to wrap my head around me- uh, oh, half-pipe freestyle skiing. Is there a half-pipe where you don't ski freestyle? Like yeah. you Yeah. Have- <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: don't think, I don't know. I, 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 I. That's a good. I mean, you know what? Right. <laughs> Qual, quality question. think that's that, just that a, is a free good style. question that I don't have a good answer for. But I do think Drew got in his over Norway golds. They are leading the gold medal count right now with 15, and the overall medal count with 34.
3: Didn't uh, I? Didn't see if we won bronze in curling last night. We did, we did not. Oh, we lost to Canada. Yes. We I know. Why can't we? Got to be able to. Curl. We got to have more curling programs. Uh, man, all right. We're gonna take a look at uh, some NBA props as well for All Star Weekend. Primetime action here on a Friday.
2: You are looking live at Primetime Action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VCN, the Sports Betting Network.
3: Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vison.com Check out the current betting splits data. This feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for Moneyline, over, under, and against the spread bets. Betting splits another way. The Vison is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. So let's talk a little bit about the All-Star game. As we mentioned, for whatever reason, the line has moved. So, someone's got insight. Someone's got insight into this well, game, guys.
2: We have uh, the NBA All-Star Celebrity game going on right now. Okay. I just so while uh, Miles Garrett uh, right next to Machine Gun Kelly. Uh, a <laughs> little bit of difference in physique between those two guys. Uh, Miles Garrett, they actually were posting a video. He actually dunked in the practice. I didn't know they had a practice for the All-Star Celebrity game. Apparently, they do. And
3: they're playing with a white basketball, huh?
2: They are. Yeah, it cool. is uh, Bill Walton and Dominique Wilkins are the two coaches, by the way.
3: All right. So, as we said, so for whatever reason, Team LeBron is uh, now five and a half instead of six and a half. Some support out there for Team Durant Mm -hmm. uh, since yesterday. Three nineteen and a half was a total yesterday up to three twenty one
2: and a half. People think just points galore here. They got a solid handicap on this. Right. West. And, well what know. we usually see in this NBA All Star game, it's like three quarters, it's a show. It's dunk. Mm-hmm. We're not really playing defense. And then all of a sudden competitiveness kind of creeps in and these guys start guarding each other mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter and actually taking a little bit of pride in this game.
3: So we do have other ways that you can bet this game if you so choose. So it is not just the it's not just the spread, it is not just the total. You can go in. There are there's the three point contest that you can bet. There is also the skills challenge that you can bet. You can bet on the All Star Game MVP if you want to. If you want to throw some darts at that. That's a dark, and in,
4: in a lot of the East Coast markets now now have the dunk contest uh, in there. We never see that here in Vegas, but in some some of the uh, uh, jurisdictions where you can allow voted upon or uh, judged upon events to be to be bet, you'll find those uh, on the East Coast. So that was that was cool to see on some of those markets. The uh, I don't know about you guys. Before we move on, do you guys ever bet the NBA All Star Game side total money line anything?
2: I do not. I never
4: do.
3: How I, many I, cocktails have I had? <laughs> Uh, over, Give me the over/under, uh, and then I'll tell you the answer. Over three and a half, Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> over six and a half, absolutely. <laughs>
4: okay.
3: So right. there we go, like that. So there, that's that's where we sit with that. I mean, look, you know, how bored am I? Basically, what it comes down to.
4: I'll usually I'm watch about me. twenty minutes of it, and then I'm usually moving on with my life. So we, we will look at those. All right, let, okay. All-Star Game MVP. We'll we'll
3: bring it up. People can bet on it. Yep. So we'll talk about it. Giannis is your short shot at four to one. LeBron is six and a half to one. Joel Embiid is seven to one. Steph Curry is nine to one. John ja Morant is nine to one. Trey Young is eleven to one. Luca is eleven to one. Jokic is fifteen to one. Demar Derozan is fifteen to one. Jason Tatum twenty. And here's the big jump: we go from twenty to thirty-five West because these guys are just not near as good as their peers, apparently. Um, Donovan Mitchell, Devin Booker, both thirty-five. Chris Paul. LaMelo Ball are both 40. Mm -hmm. Jimmy Butler at 45. Then Darius Garland, Carl Anthony Towns, Zach Levine all at 50. Andrew Wiggins at 60. Fred Van Vliet at 80. And listen, I mean, Chris Middleton 80. Rudy Gobert 100. Jared Allen 100. Do you think that this is one of those markets where you? tend to lean towards the superstars strictly because that's the way that these people will vote. And it doesn't really even matter if they had the best
2: game or not. I would a little bit here. And then just looking at the, this is not East versus West, like a traditional all-star game team LeBron, the starters uh, LeBron uh, was a very good GM for the all-star game. He's not a very good GM for the Los Angeles Lakers right now, but in terms of drafting all-star players, his roster on paper looks better. The starters LeBron, Giannis Jokic, DeMar DeRozan, Steph Curry his team team Durant of course Kevin Durant not going to play Jason Tatum replaced him Andrew Wiggins Jason Tatum Joel Embiid John Morant Trey Young not bad but it seems like LeBron's uh, just based on the early reviews that that roster was a little bit better I would lean a little bit toward the chalk and look this is LeBron James going back to Cleveland so, you know, might that be kind of a storyline? We know that the writers might vote and they like a story. Okay, the man that left this town, that came back to this town and won a championship and now has left again coming back. So, you know, I could t- I could totally see that, you know, LeBron right. in terms of, I know it's not great value at six to one, but that was the first name that kind of stuck out to me. The,
3: the uh, reminder of how this game works, Kelly, um, it's not your typical not your typical game.
4: Yeah, this is not the uh, ideal graphic. There's a lot of text on here. But uh, <laughs> I, I think what you, the gist of this graphic is, is if you're going to bet on this, go make sure you're familiar with the rules. Yeah. Because this is what each app... Each of the first three quarters will begin with a score of 0-0 zero to zero and will last 12 minutes. The winner of each 12-minute quarter, first, second, and third, will be the team that scores the most points within that quarter. At the start of the fourth, the game <laughs> clock will be turned off and a final target score will be set. Once the final target score is set, the teams will play an untimed fourth quarter and the first team to reach or surpass the target score will win the game. The fourth quarter would not be timed to set a target score would be set by adding 24 points, Kobe's old uniform number, to the total of whichever team has the lead through three quarters. The first team to reach that target would win the game. So Google these if you're going to bet this game. <sighs> yeah. My yeah, I mean, I say don't, but yeah,
3: whatever.
1: Yeah, slightly
2: less rule variations though than the Pro Bowl that we had a few weeks ago, where uh, they ran down. uh, We were trying to run it down at the (laughs) top of the show on the green zone. Is like we give up. Yeah, it's not. It's the Pro Bowl. Yeah, Yeah. who cares?
3: (laughs) Exactly. All right. So three point contest though, however, is something you can handicap. It is and it is something that you can bet. And apparently, apparently, Kelly Bidlin and Wes Reynolds both. Have bets on this. And, guys, I don't know if you saw, there are additional markets outside of just who's going to win, right? You can advance who's just going to advance past round one. There are also head-to-heads, like we're playing a golf tournament here, so who's going to be better than the other guy or whatever. There's also a over-under on round one score, and there's also best streak in three-pointers as well. But let's start with just the winner Market here, and these numbers have changed from what you were going uh, going to see. Well, I guess these are these are bad MGM numbers. We, yeah, we bad have GM. over at DraftKings, Canard uh, is actually your favorite. I at think plus-
4: DraftKings just recently posted those actually. So oh, those okay. are those are pretty fresh.
3: Um uh Kennard is actually your favorite at plus four twenty-five. Patty Mills is five to one, Van Vliet is five to one, Zach Levine, five and a half to one, Trey Young, five and a half to one, Desmond Bain is six to one, McCollum, eight to one, and then Carl Anthony Towns is 11 to 1 in that one. Wes, what are you uh, What are you looking at?
2: Here? Yeah, the two that I played, uh, not exactly long shots. I played both Kennard and Van Vliet at 5 to 1, just kind of to break down this field a mm-hmm. little bit. Patty Mills, the favorite, and you would expect him to be so because uh, the overall percentage really good, 41.3%, but I think the shot profile when you look at it is a little inconsistent, so I'll start with Van Vliet first. Uh, this is a guy that's absolutely money in the corners, and that's what Usually decides who's gonna advance in this three point contest. In the left corner, he is fifty percent from three this year, and in the right corner, forty-four percent. Actually, his worst rack is the straightaway right in the, at the center rack, but he's made the second most three pointers this season at forty percent, higher percentage than eight of the other top ten in three point attempts, the other being Mills, who is currently eighth in mix, so and makes rather. So I went with Van Vliet at five to one. Also Kennard, Kennard twenty second in the NBA and made three he's not really a volume shooter like a Trey Young mm-hmm. or even a Van Vleet or a Patty Mills but the efficiency is really good and when he gets in that right corner that money ball zone 46.7% so he's very consistent he's also a state of Ohio a kid like CJ McCollum who's also mm-hmm. coming back home to Ohio from Middletown Ohio Kennard's whole family is going to be there that could either work for or against him because maybe there's a lot of pressure oh my whole family here you know all my people from high school in my neighborhood are going to be here but but I liked Kennard and Van Vliet at five to one.
4: Yeah, I made two bets on this. Usually, I make two. I'll make two every year. The one, that's the one what I li- do. the one I like the most is was Kennard. Knew I was going to bet him. I actually found a six to one here in town. Uh, second in just three point percentage overall this year. That's pretty basic. The other, the other thing I always go and break down whenever I'm, I'm you know trying to handicap this three point contest is go over to NBA.com. You can look up one of their statistics. Statistics is what is wide open three point attempts were at six plus feet from the nearest defender. So you're thinking, okay, that's about as it's about as close as I'm going to get to simulating what a three-point contest is with nobody, nobody in your face. Trey Young has the most makes uh, when it comes to that. Shoots 42%, gets 1.7 of those a game. He will make. I went well the the, the third one on there as far as makes though was McCollum at 1.4 a game, but he's shooting him at 48%. So I, I went decided to go with McCollum for my other one. He also get a little bit longer odds on that. I like the idea. All these guys can shoot. All mm-hmm. these guys, given the night, could win this contest. Mm-hmm that good as shooters. So, you know, a little bit of handicapping goes into this. Don't over bet this. Don't overthink it.
3: Nothing Put in to a go to war with, as friend. Alan Boston
2: yes. would say about bets. And,
3: and it doesn't surprise me about Trey Young because he pulls up from like six behind the three point. Right. Like, He's it's, a yeah. volume yeah. shooter, yeah. Yes. yes. And so it doesn't surprise me at all. The head to heads McCollum minus 145 over Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, Van Vliet minus 125 over Desmond Bain. Kennard minus 125 over Patty Mills. And then Trey Young minus 115 and Zach Levine 115. So they're a coin flip in that one. We'll take a look at some uh, actually we'll talk to Andy McNeil here on the other side. Talk
5: to some NHL. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. The
0: 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trial for one of those candidates.
2: You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network.
3: VSIN has a great new offer that can only be described as madness. You get VSIN all access to everything we do from now through the college basketball championship on April the 4th for only $29. Sign up now and get our daily best bet emails, 24 7 video access, the upcoming college hoops betting guide, bracket breakdowns plus. Full access to VSon.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every single game. This deal only happens once a year, so don't miss out. VCN.com slash madness to sign up today. Only twenty-nine American dollars. We'll find out here in just a little bit. We're gonna to talk to Andy McNeil what that is in Canadian and we'll figure out if it's worth paying for it in Canadian West. We'll see whether you Mm -hmm. want American currency or or Canadian currency. Wes has
4: no idea what you're talking about. He's like, wait, what? What's the joke? Yeah. It's another one of our really cool inside jokes here on Primetime Action that work really well (laughs) for radio (laughs) audiences, Wes.
3: Um, All right. So let's take a look here at uh, – you said the dunk contest can be bet on rest of country.
4: Yeah, I, there's a, a few jurisdictions. I'm not sure Jersey can. Colorado and Illinois, I believe you can. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Check, check your check your sports book. Check your check your state. Check rules. your local
2: listings. Yeah, yes.
4: check, check your local rules. I can't keep up with them all anymore. Are there only four people doing it?
3: Yeah. Really?
4: Yeah, it's really sad.
3: This thing has just turned into nothing, right? This
4: is nothing. All right. This is nothing.
3: So Jalen Green plus 175. Obi Toppin two to one. We've got Cole Anthony at plus 250. And then we got Juan Toscano-Anderson at five and a half to one. So just four guys to choose from. Kelly, did you actually handicap this one or what?
4: what no, what's, not what's not, not at all. If if I had to bet with your money, I, I would bet it on Obi Toppin.
2: Yeah, I, I would as well, by the way. He was second last year, so he's back for revenge, right, playing that dumb contact revenge angle. Uh, Jalen Green, by the way, the favorite. He is the number two overall selection, of course, with the Houston Rockets. He's had some injuries this year, but pretty dynamic athlete. So you would expect he's going to come up with something, but Obi Toppin, I mentioned, uh, ain't no stopping Obi Toppin. He was uh, second here last year. Cole Anthony actually has been a dunk contest winner before he won the City of Palms High School All-Star Challenge and also I believe was second the year he was in the McDonald's All-American game in that dunk contest. And then Toscano Anderson, the long shot, he might have like the best NBA game dunk this season. If you recall where he postered JaVale McGee, who, uh, you know, pretty good shot blocker and pretty long there defense defensively at the rim and Toscano Anderson got him. So no bets for me. I wish this was the old days where you had eight people in it because we all watch on NBA TV, those old dunk contests and whatnot, where, you know, you had uh, Dominique and Michael Jordan dueling and you had, you know, they would knock each other out and then you'd get down to the final two. And it's like, we're down in a nitty gritty, but now the dunk contest really is a shell of its former self.
3: Now join us here on the program, our NHL Expert. You can find him on the Twitter machine at digital gambler, our friend up north, Andy McNeil. Andy, how you doing, buddy?
0: Uh, I'm doing all right, man. How about you?
3: I'm doing pretty good. We are we're running a special called the uh, the, the VP Madness special right now. It's twenty nine American. It is thirty six ninety nine Canadian. Thirty six ninety nine.
0: Are you doing that conversion in your head or do you have a, an app on your phone that's that
3: always in my that? head? Always, always <laughs> in my head, Andy. Obviously, I'm, I'm that, that's what I do. I'm kind of like Rain Man when it comes to these American to Canadian dollar <laughs> conversions. Loonies, Toonies, that's me, my friend. When you think Loonies and Toonies, you think of Matt Brown. Um, we've got uh, we have a face off here in about 12 minutes. In the Panthers and the Wild, 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. Right now, Panthers are minus 135 road favorites, plus 110 on the Wild as home underdogs. I know this isn't on your card, but just some general thoughts here in case we do have some people who want to get involved.
0: Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's a tough one. Uh, Minnesota, they, they've uh, kind of been... been- up and down over this this last week, uh, and the Panthers haven't been been very good on the road this season. They haven't been good on the road this season at all. Um, you know, over a third of their wins have have come at home so far this year. Um, and I would be looking for around plus one twenty five uh, in, in order to strike on the Wild as a home underdog here. I think the game. Should be lined at around minus 118 in favor of the the Florida Panthers. So um, I guess I'm in, in agreement with uh, with the the sports books, uh, seeing as how minus 120 seems to be kind of that midpoint price for this game. But you know, it should be a it should be a great game. I mean. Um, it, it would have made a difference if the, the wild had have gone to back to Capo Kakinen and goal, but it's Cam Talbot. And he's been the, the lesser goaltender of the two for the wild this year. Uh, and Sergei Vavrosky has been, been really good for Florida. So, um, Panthers, you know, they haven't, they've only played one game since the all-star break. So this isn't a, a terrible spot for them by any means. Um, but it should be a good game. Both of these teams have, uh, have really good offenses and, Minnesota is a sneaky team. They upset the Hurricanes at home um, earlier uh, earlier this week, and maybe they'll pull it off uh, against the Panthers again tonight. Andy, in about 45 minutes, my uh, mighty, mighty
2: Blackhawks. Not so mighty, though, this season, 18, 25, and 6. They're getting the Dallas Stars at home. Marc-Andre Fleury has been a little bit better lately for Chicago after a dreadful start, but uh, two teams look like they're going in opposite directions. Stars 8-3 and over their last 11. I think this opened in the 140-ish range. Now starting to see 160 out there. Pretty much market consensus. What do you make? Stars, Blackhawks.
0: Yeah, Chicago obviously coming in on the, the second half of a, a back-to-back here, uh, having lost to the, the Blue Jackets last night. They finally gave Marc-Andre Fleury some rest. He had played a, a ton of hockey in, a, in quite a short amount of time. Um, but, uh, but yeah, they, they, I'm not sold on the Dallas Stars. As I think they're a, a mediocre team at best. Um, and I think if you do look over their, their last 10 games or so, um, they've had, A favorable schedule and even when they have played some of the tougher teams uh, for instance they got Boston uh, when the Bruins were missing some of their top stars so um, uh, the stars aren't uh, that formidable of opponent but Jake Ottinger uh, pretty good goaltender and um, I've got this one lined around minus 145 in favor of the dallas stars so kind of approaching uh some maybe a, a little bit of value on the blackhawks if it, if it does get up there but it's a, a tough sell i mean um like you said this the the stars they they seem to be heading in the opposite direction but um you know that i'm definitely not sold on them given their their kind of mediocre underlying metrics
3: In the final game of the evening, 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific. We have the Kings coming in here to take on the Knights down the road from us here, Andy. Right now, the Knights are about minus 165-ish home favorites. You can find a 160 out there. It looks like the best you're going to find on the Kings as underdogs is a plus 145 right now. Thoughts on this one?
0: Yeah, it's it's a tough one to, to you know, kind of gauge. I mean, the, the Vegas Golden Knights are a, a good hockey team, even without Robin Leonard and Mark Stone. Um, you know, it's it's tough to, to know what kind of impact Eichel's going to have over these first few games here as he gets uh, acclimated to, you know, NHL life again, but um the Kings, I mean, if, if you kind of look at the year-to-date numbers, the Kings are uh, uh, superior in some ways. I mean, they're a top-ten team by expected goals, according to EvolvingHockey.com, uh, and, and Vegas is closer to average. Um, you know, if, if you did have Mark Stone in the lineup and um, Robin Leonard in the lineup, then it would be a, a little bit of an easier sell uh, to, to, to bet this Vegas Golden Knights team, but the Kings, outside of this, you know, loss after being quite rusty against the Edmonton Oilers uh, a couple of nights ago, um, they were one of the hottest teams in the league dating back to December, and uh, their their underlying metrics were. You know just just on fire um, especially in January and into February here so um, definitely wouldn't take the LA Kings lightly I uh, still don't know who's going to start in goal tonight I think it's going to be Jonathan Quick but um, you know with Laurent Bois who's not too shabby by any means but he's in the goal for the Vegas Golden Knights and um, a team that's kind of you know going through an adjustment period here. I think it's Kings or nothing. But um, as far as my price, it's I think minus 155 would be a, a fair price for the Vegas Golden Knights in this game.
2: And he got about 60 seconds here before we got to get to break. But let's stay in that Pacific division right now. You got Calgary, VGK, Edmonton, all of a sudden after the firing of Tippett, have been playing better hockey. And then you got kind of a muck there for that fourth spot. The uh, Kings, you mentioned, the Ducks, Vancouver, San Jose came off a little bit of a pause, didn't play for a couple weeks. Who do you think is going to get that final spot in the Pacific?
0: I think that the Kings are easily the best team of of the ones that that you mentioned. Um, they've got all you know the the underlying metrics are strong. Uh, they've got a young team with two good goaltenders. Um, they can they can put the puck in the net, and uh, they've got a pretty good transition game. So I think they're the the best of the rest, um, but it's going to be tough. Uh, The the, the, the battle for those wild-card spots in the Western Conference will be, uh, it's going to be quite interesting with uh, the Winnipeg Jets trying to stay alive and the Dallas Stars trying to stay alive over in the Central Division. It'll be uh, interesting to see how that all lines up.
3: He is our NHL expert analyst, the whole nine yards. You can find all of his great work over on Vison.com. You can find him on the Twitter machine, at Digital Gambler, my favorite Canadian. Andy McNeil, have a good weekend, buddy.
2: You too. Thank you, Andy.
3: So you know, none of the prices really matching up with what Andy had. He did say maybe the Blackhawks. um, You know, we still have half of you know, I still have half an hour until that one gets there. Mm -hmm. So he said approaching maybe a uh, price on the Blackhawks as an underdog, just because the,
2: the stars continue to take money. Yeah, this could be a fade the steam situation here, as high as 145 in the market right now.
3: We'll talk some wooden awards with Wes here on the other side. It is primetime action on Friday.